What's going on? Welcome to Totally Blitz Podcast. We're recapping boxing over the weekend. Haney versus Loma, Taylor versus Cameron, and the full breakdown of the cards. As always, these are your hosts. I'm Paul. Pick a win of Concha. Joined with. What's going on, boys? Marcus Primetime Penley. You know what it is. Hey, hey man. It's your boy, Kev. Water boys avoid. If you're a real motherfucking fan, you know I'm the special guest, but you know I usually have my wall behind me. But I don't today because I'm in a whole nother side of the world. You feel me? I was tired of motherfuckers putting hands out on these motherfuckers. So I said, you know what? We're going to see what the fuck they got going on in the East. So I'm chilling in West Africa right now. Well, across the fucking world with it. Boys has boots on the ground. We got totally boots I'm trying to see. I'm trying to see where the hands are at. Oh, oh, y'all guys got to say what's up to my dog. This is my motherfucking Morocco tour guy. He takes me to all the low-key spots. But my boy, Koda, he's like, say what's up to the podcast real quick, man. <laughs> across the world. On the hey. Yes, sir, man. This is the goat guess, right here. What's going on, man? How you doing, man? It's all good? Yes, sir. This is the Riyadh manager. This is the big dog. Hey, man. Hey. If you're ever in Morocco, man, make sure you check out Moroccan Tour. My boy going to get you right. He's going to take you on ATVs. Exactly. He's going to take you to the museums. Yeah. He's going to take you to Palace. He's going to take you to the mosque. He's going to get my you right. Pleasure. Fuck with my boy, man. Yeah. You guys are always welcome. I'd be so happy to host you here in Morocco. Whenever you guys come to Morocco, I'd be happy to have you here in my area. I'm going to try to finesse them when I come back yeah. next summer. I'm going to try to get them to come with me. Sure, sure, sure. Just bring them up here, man. It's all love, man. Oh, yeah. We, we, we'll be lit out there. Yeah, but I guess oh, I got to stop. He can't, he, can't, he can't hear you guys. I'm in my headphones. <laughs> guess we got to make it stop. Yes, sir, man. Yes, sir. Even he knew Loma won, bro. What? You heard him? I heard you say that. He was like, hey, I seen that fight the other day, 7-5 Loma. I heard the same thing. Dang, so we just go. So we got to get straight into it. We had – somebody get the scorecards pulled up because this was an interesting fight. I got I know that shit by heart, bro. 116-112 Haney, 115-113 the other two judges for Haney, bro. Unanimous decision all in Haney's favor. I almost threw up when I heard the 116, bro. They had my dog Loma in tears, bro. He was fucking crying, bro. You don't, bro. When I saw that my boy crying, like I was ready to go for some blood afterwards. What, bro? What is one sixteen? What is that like? Four rounds, three, like. Yeah, that means Loma only won uh, four. It was eight rounds to four, I believe, or some shit. Oh no, the difference is four rounds. Yeah. Nah, that is insane, bro. You know what be crazy? What be so crazy to me? It's the fact that um. There's just so much to so much to respect when it comes to like these two fighters. This card, this and before we even get straight into the cards itself, this fight was such a high IQ fight. Like I'm looking at the stuff that Loma's doing to make Devin Haney get uncomfortable get in uncomfortable places. And it was just like, oh shit. And like nice. the fact that Devin Haney's stiff jab is just so nice. Hey, no cap, man. To, I definitely gotta give credit to Haney. That boy put on a a high-end performance, still got the win. But, I mean, they, there's still things where Haney did good, and, like, it's not like bro got, like, mocked up or anything. I just seen Loma win seven rounds. But Haney put on a good performance, man, like, the way he was able to use the right hand. He was able to use the right hand more than I thought he would be able to. He was able to – uh The body shot, too. That was crucial. Yeah, landing the body shots. He was able to work the body. Um. His inside game wasn't like 
Yeah, I mean, he, he, I mean, Loma ate in the inside, but it wasn't as bad as like I yeah. was gassing. The only inside game I saw from Haney was the the body hook, where later in the later rounds he started realizing like he might get tagged on the inside, so at least yeah. at least land a big shot on he, also because he was he was also able to pivot out like when Loma would do the turning and he was a Haney was able to pivot and kind of be able to stay on that pivot. More and Loma. I like how Loma and them boys made it chippy in the inside with like the the uh, uh, fucking. I mean, at one point Loma fucking wrestle moved his ass to the floor, and then oh, yeah, like, body two rounds it. later, Loma hit the ground. Like it was. Amy good- was the one punching after at, uh, during the break. Low key, if he was paying attention, boy was trying to make it dirty, trying to blame Haney or Loma for that. Yeah, I thought the clinches in this fight. First off, like you said, Paul, the ref wasn't going for none of that shit. Anytime they got close, the ref was like, "No, nah, we're not doing this." But I was, I thought it was crazy that Haney was doing. Haney was the one that was getting like the side shots in or like the low key shots and shit like that. After he called it, spent the whole camp calling him dirty for doing that shit. And but right. Loma looked as crisp as ever. Like I just think Jermaine Ortiz is a tough fight for anybody because of his speed in the inside and. I we I was ready to call him done after that fight, but then this one like Loma looked like a I mean, he should have been an undisputed champion. That's what it looked like to me. Like yeah, I, I thought I thought Loma had the most like uh, control of the fight. Yeah, I feel like he had the better ring generalship. I felt like Loma was in control even in like the first half of the rounds. Obviously, people are saying like Haney the Haney definitely did win majority of the first half rounds, but I also feel like. Yeah, it can sway too. Like at least some of them, I can still like to see Loma was able to control the ring. He was able to pop with that straight left hand. He was able. He was fucking back. The bigger shot. I head. feel like he had the bigger shots in the the rounds that were close because there were so many close rounds. I just felt like Loma had the bigger shots in those rounds and the more effective shots too. It looks like, or at least like. The way they look, it looked like he was throwing the more powerful shots. Can I be honest with you? I genuinely felt like Devin Haney was winning the entire fight until the 10th and the 11th. I think those were the oh, rounds. Yeah, that 11th round. That, that 116-112 was crazy. I don't know what the fuck bro was watching. But um, that 10th and 11th round was very powerful for me. I thought, I thought um, in the 11th round, Devin Haney, in the tenth round, Devin Haney motherfucking um Devin Haney was getting Loma was getting his shots and he was getting the places he wanted. He was setting up the angles. He was making him. He was making. He felt like I felt like he was making Devin Haney do what he wanted. And that eleventh round, that's when he caught him. And then the whole entire round, I was just telling him, "Get the fuck out of there! Get the fuck out of there! Get the fuck out of there!" Like he just getting big ass shots and just going crazy and nasty. But that twelfth round, I think this is why I'm very appeased with the Devin Haney win. Just because that 12th round, Devin Haney came back and he won that round decisively. And I think if he had lost that round, I probably wouldn't, wouldn't argue with a single person when they said it was a robbery. Because it's tough in high IQ fights. When high IQ fights are, fights are so crazy IQ, it's just close. Like it just comes down to who landed the cleaner shots, who who did more damage. Facts, that was definitely a high ass, high IQ fight, bro. Like them boys was. That shit was kind of crazy to watch. That's a fight you gotta watch a couple of times for real. And the crazy mm-hmm. thing about that. But how did you feel about? I was gonna say real quick because uh, you what brought you up saying, the one sixteen one twelve card and the tenth and eleven round. But the, everyone can agree that tenth and eleven went to Loma. That the judge that had a one sixteen one twelve gave the tenth round to Haney, 
and then that's where the yeah, that's crazy. the the robbery term starts coming, and that's when the people start getting a little upset. Also, also, mm-hmm. I peeped on uh, Twitter. I I can't remember exact what round it was. It's like five, six, or seven. It's one of those where um. Fuck, where like all three judges are like all looking at it different. I think, bro, I, I wish I could. I can't even fuck what I said, bro. I can't remember exactly what he said, but they pointed it out how all three of the judges it was different, bro. But whatever. Yeah. No. They every judge I feel like saw what they everybody what they wanted to see. They saw like every if, this is the definition of different perspectives. But how did you guys feel about it the way where Devin Haney pushed Lomachenko? I didn't like that because that wasn't. It wasn't a push. It was more of a shove. The two two things I didn't like out of that one, if you push the guy, stand there. It, the way that he pushed him and ducked off to the back real quick, I felt like was a little little pussy. And then the other reason I didn't like it is because like Loma's a class act. You don't do that to class acts. You, like you you do that to like Roly and Tank. You do that. Plant Durrell. You do that. Plant Benavides. You do that. Like. You like you Yeah, you're not gonna see Canelo push Bivol. Why? Because Bivol's a class act. You don't you don't do that to somebody who that's not in their game. And so like to me, that's a a, a bad look because you did it to somebody who wouldn't who that's just not in their life. That's not their lifestyle. That's like you being a gangster and going bullying a civilian, bro. You don't get no points for that. Yeah, you hey, know who Canelo pushed Caleb Plant. Uh-huh. And because things were getting chippy, and then plant and like uh, uh, and then plant tried to hit him, and he weaved it like through the keys, popped his little ass. Motherfucking, I I looked at it like it definitely. A lot of people were calling him nervous for doing that, and I think um Loma comes. I feel like Loma's a low key like asshole. Like I feel like he's genuinely like behind the scenes, like everything smooth, class act. Behind the scenes, he knows that he's as good as he actually says he is, and he's an asshole. And I think that's what Devin Devin Haney didn't like the fact that like it's like how DC used to call John Jones fake. Like I don't like Devin Haney didn't like the fact that everybody's looking at this motherfucker like he's a class athlete. Now this nigga's an asshole. He just knows how to maneuver smooth in um in um uh, in the media. So when he did that, I definitely didn't like the fact that he walked off. But I like that he came up there talking that shit. And when Loma didn't do anything, he was like, man, fuck it, I'm gonna make this bitch a movie anyway. Just shows that motherfucker. And then Lomas is looking like, oh yeah, I'm in his head now. <laughs> I looked, I looked at it more like, I mean, the push is whatever, but I looked at it more like just Haney trying to be that Mayweather image and trying to sell the fight, trying to be on some like, look at me, I'm bit dog type shit. I mean, like how Paul you saying, I feel like he shouldn't have done that because Haney wasn't really talking shit. I mean, they kind of talk shit. Like when he was saying he's been ducking him for four years, but I feel like these are this wasn't a shit talking fight. So I feel like why would you do that? They wasn't even really rapping in like any other press conferences. Like you know what I mean? Like dude just randomly just trying to start some shit, trying to get some views. It's like when uh Shakur. It reminded me when Shakur was trying to be the bad, like the evil villain when he was fighting Jamel Hearing, even though they're kind of like homeboys and like Mel here is like a marine and shit like you can't it's hard to even like be a bad guy so it's like I don't know it just I feel like it's just trying to be like yeah Shakur don't trying su- to sell pay-per-views Shakur don't support the troops it's crazy that's crazy yeah and then right after they're making up and shit I'm like yeah I get it they just trying to sell the fight on some like when Mayweather grabbed it by the neck at the weigh-ins and like 
Shit like that. I think it was interesting because um, Devin Haney's such a disciplined fighter. Like he's 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 a devout he's a, he's a devout Muslim. He understands the disciplines. Like even in his, I was watching his um interview with the Pivot podcast. They were talking about like yeah, he's the most dis. He says nobody has more discipline than him. And they were just talking about the little so you know Channing Crowder freaked out. I'm like, so y'all don't watch no porn. You can't please yourself. And then he's like, nah, 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 you tripping. And then um, and the fact that um. The fact that when he went to the ring, when I come, when I saw the second fight against Kim Bosa, that Devin Haney was my favorite Haney. Like he's coming to the ring, he already knows he's way better than this. Dude. He's looking, at, he's looking at Bill Haney in the ring. He's, he's in the ring, just throwing hands, getting lit tight. But when he came into this ring, he came in a little. I, I guess is why I wasn't mad when people called him nervous because he did look like he was focused, but he wasn't looking like he wasn't like locked in focused. He was just like, a, all right, we got to get this done. It can go either way. And he just knew that, like, he had to do something. But I feel like everybody's forgetting the one important fact. Devin Haney is our age. Bro's 24 years old, undisputed champion. He beat Ken Bosa twice. He now has a win over Vasily Lomachenko. He's only going to make bigger fights. So he's either, if he stays at 135, he's either going to get Tank Shakur or, like, if the, if the contract disputes fuck up, he's going to get some other hitter out there. Probably um, Ortiz. But, like, there's just, it was a very interesting moment. And I was just like, I just didn't like the mindset he came in with. But this is when the question that was asked, um, Paul, you asked the question during the preview. You said, who has a bigger advantage, Bill Haney or what's on Logos's, Lomachenko's dad's name? I don't know his name. This is Lomachenko senior to me. So I was watching the press I want to say this, the Papachenko. So Papachenko, who has the bigger um, advantage? And I'm looking at, Lomachenko in the corner. I'm looking at Bill Haney in the corner. And Bill Haney is going, damn, Devin Haney. Like, he's really letting him know, like, yo, you got to do this. You got to tighten up. You got to go. You got to go. You got to let go. You got to push it. You got to press it. And then Lomachenko, that's kind of more like a, all right, you know what we're doing. You know what we got to do. And I think that was also the difference because every round you can tell them, you could tell Devin Haney was coming in with new fire, new energy, new game plan, adapting to what Lomachenko was doing. Because Lomachenko was a technical so just being able to do that and I think that was the difference like that corner man and like just having that extra ah I I definitely agree with that because the 10th and 11th round go back on that he went back to his corner I don't know if it was the 10th or the 11th I believe it was the 11th it was crying yeah he was crying to Bill talking about I can't hit him he sees what I'm trying to do he's he says he's coming with that straight left Possibly. Yeah, he was like, I, I can't hit him anymore. Like, he's he's figured me out. Like, he was, like, basically done. And Bill Haney was up in that bitch, like, get your fucking mind. Like, let's do this shit. Like, and 12th round, if, if I Bill yes. wasn't there, he probably would have not came out in that 12th round and did what he did and looked good and won. And then, like, it nah, the other side of that, Loma came out and said afterwards at the 12th round that they took off that round because they thought that they were ahead comfortably on scorecards. And if Bill Haney's in your corner, you're probably not even talking about we're comfortably ahead on scorecards. Like, unless it's like the Cambosa second fight, then you can be like, yeah, we got this mm-hmm. in the bag already. But like, and how not close that fight was, you're not going to be like, he should. If, if Loma would have won that last round, we two of those cards would have been draws. You know what's crazy? I think if Loma would have fought the way he fought in the 11th round, because that 11th round is Lomachenko's best round, bro. He was fucking fucking up Haney. Almost damn near knocked him out, almost. He heard him, wobbled him a little bit where he backed up. 
Oh yeah, wild boom. But he definitely hurt, he bro. Damage on and him. I think, and I think Haney only landed like two punch in that two punches in that round. Like Haney was looking lost in the round eleven. I think that's when the corner shit happened, and he was able to come out teed up in the twelve. But that sucks to see that Loma took that off though, because. Go back to the Teofimo Lomachenko fight. Lomachenko was going crazy in like the later rounds. Oh, but that was because Actually, of the knockdown early, though. He felt like he had to come back. I think this Where is only one of those fights. You got to do the. Um, we got to have a rematch. I think that's the only. That's the only. Nah, the rematch isn't going to happen, though. Haney won't do that. Haney's not going to do it, I, but someone pointed out if he wants to be like Mayweather, Mayweather always rematched his close fights. And one thing I want to yeah. point out, bro. Lomachenko after the fight, man. Boy said he wasn't pound for pound. Like he said, Devin Haney's good, but he's not pound for pound. Boy said Lenaris is better than him, and my boy Teofimo. Stop playing. Mm. If we're talking yeah, about I what think people said, oh, don't care. That press conference is interesting. Cause I never really see both fighters at the press. That's the after final press conference. Like Bob Aaron comes up, Loma, Lomachenko comes up, and then Bob Aaron's like. I'm sorry, you won that fight. Like you feel me? I and then the fact that they had a face off after the fight, I was like, oh shit. <laughs> and if we're talking about people that were talking the fight afterwards and comments made, the people who thought Loma won was Crawford, even though Crawford's fr- good friends with Haney, Ward, Progras, Sean Porter, Ryan Garcia, Polly Magnoli, Shakur Stevenson, and then Shakur Stevenson. Oh, Shakur was on uh, a podcast, I think, this today, because this, this uh-huh. clip was going around today. And he was like, they asked him, oh, you're at the fight. You're in the ring. What did you think? Who do you think won? And he's like, I actually just rewatched that fight earlier today. That's funny you ask. Um, I have it. It's a close fight. It's either a draw or 7-5 Loma. And uh, yeah. so that those are all the people. I mean, Ray, Ray Ford, shout out my guy Ray Ford. He's, he had it for Haney. But um, I just know that a lot of people, a lot of big name people. Hate I haven't seen too many people say Haney. I've seen a lot of people just talking shit like, oh, it's not a robbery. If you think it's a robbery. It's... But I understand that. I say it's a robbery in a way because I've seen Loma win 7-5. And then for it, for it to be unanimous and to have a judge score 16-12, that's what makes it a robbery. Not knocking anything with Haney because I think Haney did fight a great fight. So I, I don't yeah. mean like he didn't get like Molly whopped or some shit and he won still, but yeah, seven five is just one card away from a draw. Like it's just that's one. what I see. I that's exactly what I I had seven five Loma, but I was like, I'm pretty sure they're gonna do the draw. Like I really thought the draw was coming. I thought when I saw the UD, I thought, damn, they just hold my dog. I'm thinking like they just they're about to give it to uh Lomachenko. But I had this is seven five Haney. Bro, yeah, I mean, it's really not even like nothing to hate on for real, bro. Because you watch it, like you can see a lot of great things Haney was doing, especially in those early rounds. And then for him to turn up in the twelfth round and actually like, could Loma could have easily probably would have stole the not stole the fight, but he probably would have won the fight if Haney didn't turn up like that in the twelfth. Yeah, 
That's probably what like, saved it for real. Nah, see if, if Loma wins the last three rounds and then there's that there's that card that um it turns from if that they have that one sixteen, one twelve card, I would have been in that bitch like, oh yeah, y'all tripped it. Like robbery That shit dude. sucks though, man. The way Loma fought in that eleventh round, the way they he was jabbing in, even though it's probably not gonna work, but they are appealing it, the Loma's team, the decision. Yeah, that's right. actually funny though. But um Shout out to fucking shout out this fight. The first off, this entire card was lit, motherfucking. But shout out to what's the breaking right of barn burning. We gotta get into that. I was just about to jump into the next. It's June. 20th. Wait, wait. I got one question. What? Where is Haney going next? And what happens? I think Haney it should stay at one thirty-five, and the rawest thing to do would be rematch Lomachenko. And then beat Lomachenko. Now that you've been in the ring with him, you understand him. You can dance with him a little better. You know that you know that he's gonna be doing, he's gonna be throwing feints, he's gonna be fake. Even even those fakes with his footwork. I thought that was crazy when I was watching these fights. Watching um watching the breakdowns and shit. I'm like, yo, this nigga is low-key, pretending like he's about to step forward, and then stepping on the outside. And I was like, This is that Ukrainian river dancing. Only only that Ukrainian river dancing can get you to do shit like this. So I think rematching Loma Lomachenko will probably be the best because I think he can beat Lomachenko. And then after that, you got two choices: Shakur Stevenson and Tank. But I think the I think the business is gonna fuck both of those fights up, and they're gonna end up going finding like a, a Jordi Ortiz or Linares, and then he's just gonna move up. I think he probably ends up moving up to one forty because at one thirty five, it's Tank Shakur, and I don't think he, I don't think after this fight he, because I don't think he truly because Bill Haney said that they they won the, definitively. I know that's what Bill's saying, but I don't know what Haney's mindset is for sure. If he really believes that that it's a win like that, so I don't think I don't think he wants to mess it up. I don't think he fights Tank. I don't think he fights Shakur unless Tank throws like a fucking insane number at him. Like we're gonna do, you know, like big, big, big numbers. Like that's maybe, but not the Shakur fight. I think it was the one forty since he's undisputed, has all the belts. He's a mandatory for all the belts. Um, when he moves up, so like he can easily either go straight into. And aren't three like two of the belts vacant? So like he could easily just squeeze his ass into a oh, fucking yeah, vacant. Yeah, he could squeeze his ass into a vacant title fight against. And if Bob, uh, whoever he signs with, they give him a decent matchup. I see him going straight into a one forty title fight. I don't think he fights Pro Raw though, and I don't think he fights uh Josh Taylor or Teofimo. Maybe it's Tio because he they've been rapping a little bit. If Tio beats Josh Taylor, but Josh Taylor wins and he moves up, maybe he, I just think he goes up for a vacant belt. If Tio beats Josh Taylor, you better call Devin Haney personally and tell that man don't go nowhere near Tio Fimo. But I honestly I think a fight with Devin Haney and Shakur is more realistic than Tank versus. Haney because I think they're going to have too much issues like Kev said with the business side with Tank trying to be the A side. Haney's the real A side. or, or not, I mean Tank is the A side from the at least the aspect of sales and pay-per-view buys. Money. And Haney is the one coming with all the belts. And he's the champ. So I mean. And I don't and I don't think Haney's going for that rehydration closet. And he, he's not going to play – and he's a big guy. He's just as big. I mean, I don't know, just as big. But he's big, too. Bigger than fucking Tank. So, I feel like Tank is going to try to do those funky rules, too, for Haney. And Haney likes to uh, rehydrate before the fights. You see how big he be coming in. 
You see how big fucking Shakur looks? I, I thought at first it was his chains, but I was like, nah, nah, this nigga's huge. Nah, Shakur be looking suit up, man. I think he's gonna go up to 140. I don't know if he wants to see Shakur because look how good Lomachenko was able to do as the southpaw, bro. Shakur is gonna do that times 10, Book honestly. Haney Garcia for a vacant belt, book it, bro. Yeah, that'd see, be I would like fight. to see Ryan Garcia versus uh Haney would be fun to see. And Ryan Garcia is training over um in Earl Spencer's gym right now, so like to see how Ryan Garcia can become a demon. Yeah, nah, he's gonna get his ass killed by Haney. But it'll be um it'll be a good it'll be a good matchup. It'll be a good sell. But if Ryan Garcia loses two in a row, uh, Ryan Garcia beats Garcia. I mean, Haney beats Ryan Garcia. Definitely. All right, on to the next things on this card. It was eventful. The biggest event to me was Junto Nakatani, KO of the Year candidate. I, I'm going to stick on it as probably KO of the Year by the end of the year also. Over fucking, is Andrew? Yeah, Andrew Maloney. Who I all respect Andrew Maloney, great fighter. His brother just won a twin brother just won a belt last week. He was hoping to win a belt the following week. Two twin brothers winning back-to-back belts in a, within a week. Just you happen to be fighting who I think top 10 pound for pound guy in the future, bro. This Junto Nakatani just fucking put on a show. Like, there was moments in the middle rounds where Maloney started putting some pieces together, but it was it was just one man in that ring who was really like doing the work. His fucking power showed early. He dropped him a few times, and just how his footwork is nasty, his ability to keep him at range because he's already a long person for the division. And then just this, this combo up without his power, where he is he is something special. Now, one thing I noticed about bro, dude's able to fight in the inside. He's able to fight on the outside. Bro is having every punch he could fucking have. Eating dude up with fucking uppercuts to oh, the, the fucking uppercut, face. Uppercut, bro. I think he dropped yeah, dude was like an anime with the uppercuts. God damn, my boy throwing him with this vicious like that. Yes, so bro. Clean, that was like, bro. Like he put clean, him out crispy. on the canvas, and he was out. In all respect, Maloney, I'm happy he's safe now. But the moment it was the reaction from the commentator, <laughs> and he didn't get now. up for a couple minutes. Like he wasn't even responding. Like he was. Nah, like, I thought I thought it was bad, bad. Yeah, I was. It was starting. Then he said, "Oh, the commentator team started talking about how good of a trauma oh, unit oh. the hospital is that he's about to go to because he still wasn't responding." But he was like. Yeah, he's gonna have to go. He's going to the trauma unit, get the paramedics. Like that was the most vicious KO of the year, bro. He really put him out. And Andrew Maloney is a world class fighter, bro. Like he's 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 somebody who could beat so if it wasn't Junto, he could he probably would have been world champion this week. This wasn't like no tune up fight. This wasn't no fucking oh, get your feet wet. This guy only uh, had a trilogy with uh, Bam's brother. That's what he said. Right, like all. Per- that's what I'm. That that's KO of the year. That boy is looking dead. Wow, boy, it should sound like a shotgun. You know what's the crazy part about that? Maloney's uh trainer, right before this round starts, you literally see him telling him, "I'm gonna call the fight. I'm throwing in the towel." You're not listening to me. You're not uh you're not doing what I'm saying. He was telling Maloney to get in the inside, pushing in the inside. Maloney wasn't doing it. The trainer seen it. He was like, nah, I, I'm I'm gonna throw it. You're not showing me. 
And Maloney's like, nah, fuck that. Let me go out there. Go, bro goes out there, and this is exactly what happens. Mm-hmm. I know that trainer is blown. Yeah, bro, but Junto, bro, if y'all weren't aware of him, I'm pretty sure you're pretty aware of him after this week. Nah, he's a fucking, he's the truth, man. I that's he's that the one class. that's gonna beat Bam. I think he truly is that. Like, I love Bam, but this guy, he's too long. He his length is gonna be a problem. Hmm. That's a nasty ass knockout, bro. <laughs> Especially for a guy that little. And then we had the bigger <laughs> controversy on the card. Nico Ali Wash, the draw against Danny Rosenberger. Nico Ali Wash, the grandson of the great Muhammad Ali, and he was getting cooked in there. The other guy should have won. He got, he got lucky to get the draw. Dude was struggling, bro. I mean, boy, I mean dude is still developing and shit, but it just sucks because they try to gas it. They put him in our face. They put him on all these cards. They put him on yeah, say, This is like the third or fourth time we covered him. Bro, it's like the tenth time I feel like we covered, bro. And like, and it was the like, last. <laughs> like, I don't know, man. I know he he started late in the boxing game, so like, I know it's like it's gonna take some time and shit. But still, man, that shit was sad. I feel like he got blessed the job because they don't want to see him fuck it up yet. Yet, he's definitely got to get that fight back. He's definitely got to fight, bro, back. Shit, bro. That that was to me the bigger controversy. And then two two easy wins was uh the Oscar Val. Oh, I won't say easy, but Oscar Valdez, Adam Lopez, Valdez. Uh, now he's gonna fight Forte for the um title, which was supposed to happen before, then the fight didn't happen. So this is finally gonna happen. It's gonna be a great fight. Two Mexican fighters going at it. But Adam Lopez, I thought was getting getting kind of frisky in there. Like, I don't know, he was eating punches. I felt like he got a little too cocky. I think that's where he fucked himself up is when he started doing the – when he started moving. And then next thing you know, I'm like, damn, now you're getting pieced up, bro. But I know he got fucked up by the headbutt and then the left hook. But after that, bro, it was out of there. The headbutt made him go cuckoo, bro. He was yeah, that's when it was done. But, I mean, <laughs> I, his first fight, I remember when they first fought, his first fight with him was way better. But, I mean, shit, that's how it be. Oscar Valdez is going to fight Emmanuel Navarte. That's a good fight, I'm not going to lie. That is going to be a good fight. Navarte is like an awkward-ass, unorthodox. But I think we've seen him hurt in his last fight. Didn't he get, like, rocked or some shit? But then he came back and knocked Jit out or something. I can't remember how it went. Sound like him. Nah, nah. Don't quote me. Uh, then uh, it was going just like Kev across the world, Ireland. Hopefully, y'all was there. Hopefully, y'all got to see the uh Chantel Cameron get the under underdog win over Katie Taylor in her hometown. And uh, fucking, what was this? I gotta pull the scorecards, but I thought she dominated Katie Taylor. I thought, like, yeah, Katie Taylor won a few rounds, but to me going into there, I was like, other than the hometown cooking that's about to happen, Katie Taylor did not win this fight. Fun, but fun Gregor fact. was heartbroken. Nah, Gregor was hurt. But fun fact, so I'm on a study abroad trip, so that's why I'm in Morocco, Africa right now. But I also, one of the options was to go to Ireland, and they just happened, and then they left a couple of days before us, and their first stop was in Dublin, so, like, I low-key would have been in um Dublin the same day if I chose the Ireland trip, which I probably wouldn't have. But um, 
I would have been in Dublin the same time as this fight, and that's kind of crazy. I was like, because I told somebody that did go on a trip, like, yo, girl. And she was a girl, so I was telling her, like, yo, go outside Saturday. Like, go outside and just see the streets. Like, it's going to be crazy. And um, it's going to be crazy because there's a girl coming. I was explaining the fight to her, and this motherfucker was like, no, I'm probably going to be sleeping. Man, fuck you. Man. <laughs> shit out of shit. Like, if I would have seen some drunk motherfuckers out there. I got the scorecards here. So 96-94, 96-94, 95-95. it a call. That's what I'm saying. The hometown, I knew because uh, home, uh, your homie, uh, Gator Boy, he was, uh, we were talking throughout the fight, and we all knew that, like, Chantel was good. I was like, bro, I'm not going to be shocked if this, if this shit doesn't go our way. He was like, no way, bro. She did way too much. Uh, no way that the judges can even make this happen. Next, I know one of the scorecards is a fucking draw, and the other two gave her one round over her. I was just like, bro, that boxing judging was kind of cuckoo this weekend, bro. But I'm just happy yeah. they didn't they didn't rob her ass. They didn't because if if that that means that Katie Taylor would have won one more round, even though she didn't, she didn't even win the rounds that she did. But she would have won one more round. She would have been up on one scorecard and drawed on the other two. It would have been majority draw. And that's crazy. I think it's interesting on how it was, um, how everything went. Because the first headline I got, because I forgot that this is like a whole different time zone. So like, I'm over here watching, I forgot what I'm watching. I think I'm watching like Conor McGregor forever and I get the notification. Katie Taylor, upset loss. I'm like, upset? She's not over Chantel Cameron? Is? She was like a two to one underdog. I mean, Katie Taylor, Katie Taylor was pound for pound number one. <laughs> After this win, Carissa Shields moved to number one. Chantel Cameron should have already been. Yeah, uh, Chantel Cameron's now two. Katie Taylor's three. Serrano's four. But Katie Taylor. What about Alicia Baumgarten? Alicia Baumgarten seven and eight is um eight is Michaela Meyer. Number five, I can't remember five, six, and seven. I know Jessica McCaskill is on there at either five, six, or seven. I can't remember where. Um, Killer known as McCaskill. But yeah, like afterwards, now Cameron's at two. People were kind of upset because they were like, "Yo, she was already ranked in the top ten pound for pound women's, and then she beat the number one. She should have been number one." But no, 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 niggas ain't fucking with the quote. Quote. <laughs> so now, but even even though she she doesn't win no belt, she just reclaims it. Those for her undisputed belt, so she is still undisputed. I don't know. Maybe she goes down and fights Katie Taylor. Some people are talking about Katie Taylor should probably call it call it a career because she arguably lost the Serrano fight, arguably. And then the fight before that was against Person, Purse, I don't know say her last name. And a lot of people said that she got she won a robbery in that fight too. So like maybe maybe get out while you're ahead. You're already a Hall of Fame first ballot candidate for the women's Hall of Fame and shit. But I don't know. You already had your homecoming fight. Like Maybe you get the Serrano rematch for all the money, but other than that, I don't I don't know if there's anything else for Katie Taylor to really do. I say get the Serrano rematch and then just see whatever the fuck happens. She's probably gonna do the Serrano fight either way. I feel like just because the bag is gonna be too big. I'm I'm mad because Amanda Serrano was on Ariel Hawani today, but I didn't have time to watch it. So she probably would have told her, "Yeah, I'm looking for Katie Taylor." I know, but she did not look too good in this fight. That's all I'm gonna say. Like Chantel Cameron is really cooking her. Like the fact that she's the fact that she was ranked number one before this is kind of crazy to me. I'm not gonna lie. To you. I didn't know she was number one pound for pound. 
It's because she had wins over um, who else? Is, Serrano was already four, or no, Serrano was like number three before the fight, and then um, she had win over Jessica McCaskill. McCaskill was like ranked number five or some shit. But shit, fucking, uh, there was no, there was nothing really big on the undercard to that fight in my opinion. Oh, shit. Yeah, anything else y'all got on these two cards? Hell yeah. I mean, that's interesting. But I know this is, I know we're um, talking Katie Tan and right now, but before we go, I want to bring up one random ass shit. This motherfucker, Tyson Fury, is, is, the, is the weirdest motherfucker I've ever seen in my life. He goes, to, he goes to Instagram or social media, Twitter, whatever it is. He calls out fighters and then he talks about some, and then he just, Talks about how that wouldn't make sense to do it, and like, but you called them out. Yeah, now that boy Tyson Fury be on some stupid shit, bro. And it's crazy that his fanboys really put him number one pound for pound. Like, kill yourselves. Nah, bro. The, we was in a group chat, man. They was talking reckless, and man. Right, we was going. We was going. Yeah, <laughs> y'all like my y'all like my pound for pound heavyweight reckless. Hell yeah. She had to set the tone, I, where I was fine. At first, Marcus wasn't in there, so I was in that bitch fine for my life because they're talking about how Fury's going to mop the floor with Usyk. I was just like, like what? what? And, like, not like, even, like, any type of respect. I don't know if anyone in that group chat knew who the fuck Usyk was, man. They was talking reckless, and they're talking about dudes like the fourth best heavyweight or some shit, and I'm like, man, I'm like, I'm just, but, he just beat your boy. He just beat your boy twice. Like he just killed Anthony Joshua twice. Like bro, Usyk is him? a nightmare, like or a, like a mismatch, like nightmare for that boy Fury, bro. Like the way Southpaw, slick boxer. That's that's Fury's kryptonite, bro. Mm-hmm. And it's crazy that he called out John Jones and like John Jones was like, "Let's go to fight. We can fight." I thought it was gonna be like on some Gypsy King shit. Like, yeah, let's fuck this. We can fight if we want to fight. No, he's like, I'm not. He said, I'm not. I'm not a cage fighter. I'm a boxer. Yeah, so like, changed up what he was saying. That that made me feel like I'm not a fighter. That that told me like I'm not. I'm not. I'm not a killer. I'm an athlete. I was like, that's what he said to me. Like he said, I'm not. This isn't. This isn't an art to me. This is a sport. Like you feel yeah, me? That's that what, that's how I got. Saying. You got it, John Jones. You the you the truth. I'm over here with the gloves on. I'll stay over here. Yeah, and I, there's nothing wrong with that because I think John Jones is killing ninety percent of the population. So like, motherfucker, and that's population ever. Like, I think we'd have to go out to the Neanderthals to find him a hitter, or like, we'll <laughs> find a hitter to take on John. Hey, Jones. I don't know. I see his brother said he'll kick his ass. Chandler or Chris Chandler. But do you see who his brother is? Like this nigga's on the. You see what he did to Matt Jones on that one play for the Raiders? Like, yeah, I just I'm bringing Chandler Jones to every fight. He's tripping. Bro, I, I seen a video today. That boy Chandler Jones was talking about he was fucking kick his ass. Still. I was like, damn, I didn't know it was like yeah, that. That's that's a big brother shit right there. But you man, but that's boxing, man. Anything else y'all that y'all saw this weekend boxing? I saw a future pound for pound star. I saw fucking some robberies. I saw and I saw Chantel Cameron prove that like she she won because like bro, people aren't really putting no respect on Cameron. Like we almost didn't even talk to one of her fights before. So that's how like little so like I, that bitch, she done shot to the top. She's a problem. Like I'm I said I really meant that when I said I wouldn't want to fight Chantel Cameron. Like that's not a fun fight. Hey man, shout out Haney. Fuck them. 
You had a great fight. Shout out it's Loma. Crazy. Shout out fucking Bill. Got hit in the face with a fucking Bud Light. Ate it. He did. He he ate that shit and started rapping afterwards. Um, shit, man. Shout out Gator Boy. Finally admitted that Teofimo beat Haney. Knew that was gonna come. Um, shit. That was a great, bro. We got hella more boxing to come. Right. This twenty twenty three might go down as one of the best fucking boxing years of all time. This we got weekend, hella more we got fucking uh, Lee Wood versus Laura too, and uh, stay tuned for that. Oh yeah, tune in. Was that this weekend? Yeah, it's this weekend. Laura, uh, Laura beat Wood, but Wood was boxing his head off for the first few rounds, and then got caught with a KO. And it's gonna be the like. Whatever. Wasn't that KO of the year? I believe so. So like, uh, the title fight, the rematch. Uh, run it back is what they're calling it, which I think is a fire ass like thing. Loma and Haney should definitely take notes, but yeah, hell yeah. But hey, man, that's boxing for you, man. This shit was a fucking vibe. You know, boxing is lit when I spend the whole weekend watching boxing, and I barely watch the UFC. I just turned the. The only reason why I turned the UFC card out was because I low key got bullied into turning that shit out. Niggas was booing me. They said, "Hey, boo him, boo him." I was like, "Damn, not not boo me." <laughs> but yeah, man. This has been a great time, man, motherfucking. I'm, it's your boy, Kev Waterboy. It's your boy coming all the way from motherfucking Africa with it. That boy, Marcus Penley, fresh out the motherfucking on boxing, boxing gym. And that boy, Paul Pickham, one in concert, is the motherfucking hardest worker in the world because not only does he work on motherfucking day, this motherfucker's about to spend the next two, three hours editing this shit. So, like, shout out that boy. Shout out this fucking team. I love y'all niggas, man. And I'll see y'all when I get back to the stage, that boy. Yes, sir, man. Yes, sir, man. And if you didn't know, I don't mind telling you again that this is the Totally Blitz podcast, you dirty bitch.